Be sure to check out www.dailynews.com. WDW Daily News provides articles and other information about the Walt Disney Company and more. Be sure to follow them on Twitter at WDW Daily News, a proud partner of Sorcerer Radio. You're listening to DW60 on Sorcerer Radio. The following is an original production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. Sorcerer Radio. Put some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning For the headlines from the Walt Disney World Resort, it's DW60's Press Row. However, you may be listening Sorcerer Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor FM. We're glad you're here to find out what is happening at the Walt Disney World Resort. Jeff Davis here with you, now standing at 872 days since we've had a nighttime parade over at the Magic Kingdom. But all that doesn't matter right now. Doesn't matter whatsoever. You know what? I don't even care about that today. All I care about is the news that came out the other day. And it's epic. And we start with this. So Disney has released a huge amount, I mean huge amount, of information about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge this past Wednesday evening, answering many questions that many of us have had about the upcoming land. Now, as you already know, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is set to open June the 1st at Disneyland and then later this fall in 2019 at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Now, since we've learned about Star Wars Galaxies as coming, we've had little bits of information coming out as to what the names of the attractions would be, the names of the restaurants, you know, little things like that. We've had pictures of construction, whether it be from on top of Slinky Dog and Toy Story Land. We've had a little bit of pictures there. Other pictures have come to us from helicopters flying over Disneyland and Disney's Hollywood Studios and getting aerial views of all the construction going on. 
and it looks fantastic, but Disney has not been very forthcoming with all of this information as to what we're going to see and enjoy at Galaxy's Edge. Well, they have shed a little bit of light. Well, not a little bit, a lot of light on what we are going to experience when it opens. And it's, it's going to be so crazy. So, so crazy. First, let's talk about Rise of the Resistance. All right, this attraction is going to take guests inside a starship. Okay. It's aboard a First Order Star Destroyer as well. Now, while you're on the attraction, you're going to be joining the Resistance. You're going to be battling the First Order, and you're also going to come face-to-face with Kylo Ren. Ooh, right? Exciting. (laughs) So, Disney's Imagineers, they say the attraction is literally the most advanced and immersive attraction ever in Walt Disney Imagineering as they paired up with Lucasfilm. J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson to make sure that everything that you experience was done right. Thank goodness, right? I mean, that makes me feel a whole lot better. John Lorena, executive creative uh, uh, creative director for Walt Disney Imagineering, said this, quote, It's more than just a ride. It's a cinematic, immersive experience. Now, It's hard to believe to me that any other Disney attraction, you know, could be more immersive than what Pandora's Flight of Passage currently is. I mean, it is the most popular attraction on Walt Disney World property right now. The the ride is, it's fantastic. I absolutely love it. I've only been on it once because the wait times for this attraction are always so long and getting fast passes are almost near to impossible just like the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train over in the Magic Kingdom. But they say this is going to be more immersive than even that. So, so the riders from Fast Pass and Standby Lines, you're going to merge onto one single area into a group. It's going to be about, they say, 45 to 55 people. And you'll be in a kind of pre-queue area, show area is what you're going to be in. Then comes in an animatronic BB-8, looks over the group as a hollow transmission from Ray appears. Now she's going to tell you that she has a special off-planet mission for you to do. And you're going to be boarding a shuttle. An ITS, to be specific. All right. And then Poe Dameron is going to escort you in his X-Wing. Then what happens? Doors were open, and you're going to be heading into an outdoor area. You'll hear engines from X-Wings and other ships as you get ready for your flight. You're going to see Poe's full-size X-Wing fighter while you're in there. And you're going to board the first ride system with the shuttle Neum Nub. N-U-N-B. Nunb. Nope. <laughs> I love Star Wars words. <laughs> they come up with some good stuff. Nian or Nian, it's a character, appears as an animated figure in the shuttle, okay? <laughs> I love these names. I'm not real good at them, if you can tell. So what's going to happen? You're going to take off from the planet in this motion-based part of the attraction. Uh, your shuttle is going to be intercepted by two Star Destroyers. 
What's going to happen is Poe is going to leave you to go and get help. That kind of leaves you by yourself. And then all of a sudden your shuttle is going to be stuck in a tractor beam. Then, once again, when the doors open, this is what's really cool. You're going to be inside the Star Destroyer's hangar, surrounded by the First Order. And they say, when I say surrounded, Disney says, you're going to be facing like 50 stormtroopers. And some of them are actually going to be moving. That is a, that's, a, that's amazing. And also, a First Order TIE fighter is going to be there. You can see it full size right there in front of you. Everything, and I'm not just talking about this attraction, but everything in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and this attraction, massive in scale. I mean, if you weren't intimidated by other attractions at Disney on the scale of them, they say the scale of this attraction or Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and how everything looks is going to blow you away. So, I mean, that's just really fantastic. And then you're going to have cast members on the attraction dressed like First Order officers. They're going to be, you know, telling you, move along, move along. Because right now you're a prisoner. You're going to walk down a hallway towards the detention cells. We've seen these before in the movies, right? Then the large groups, they're going to split into smaller groups. You're going to be put into a cell. And that is where you are going to meet Kylo Ren as he interrogates Poe Dameron in The Force Awakens like that. That's how he's going to do it. That's how he's going to interrogate you. I don't think they're going to strap you into a table like they did him, but that's what it's going to feel like. That's where you're going to face Kylo Ren. That's intimidating. Have you ever met Kylo Ren at the Star Wars launch bay before you know what I'm talking about to walk into the room with Kylo Ren there it's very intimidating I did it and I was like dude little distance here come on give me a break and he gets like right up in your face (laughs) it's crazy Uh, it's just it's absolutely amazing on this attraction Rise of the Resistance you're going to be joined by Daisy Ridley John Boyega Oscar Isaac Adam Driver So that means Ray, Finn, Poe Dameron, and Kylo Ren, that real presence that you're looking for from a Star Wars attraction, they will be in it. That's huge. That's going to be a fantastic attraction. We know about Smuggler's Run. We've gotten a lot of details on that already, but we just haven't gotten that much when it comes to Rise of the Resistance. That's the thing. So also, you know, food and drinks have become a big topic when it comes to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Inside of Oga's Cantina, you're going to have some very interesting specialty drinks that you're going to have the opportunity to try. And and these just look fantastic, I'm going to be honest with you. They look really good. But have some very unique names. Like I said, Star Wars creators come up with Unique stuff to call things. So your alcoholic beverages, those are going to include the Bespin Fizz, the Bloody Rancor, Dagobah Slug Slinger. (laughs) That's a good one. I like that one. The Fuzzy Tauntaun. I hope it doesn't smell. (laughs) Like Han said, right? The Jedi Mind Trick. The Jet Juice. The Outer Rim. 
the Spear and Calf, the T-16 Skyhopper, and the Yub Nub. Those are some of the alcoholic drinks that you're going to be able to enjoy over at Oga's Cantina. In my mind, I'm still stuck on another guy's name. The animatronic I was talking about. What's his name again? I can't remember. Nian. Nian. Anyway, all right. So you've also got non-alcoholic beverages that you can try while you're there at Oga's Cantina. You got the Black Spire Brew, the Blue Bantha, the Carbon Freeze. I'm sure that will be very popular. The Quiff. The Quiff. <laughs> the Cliff Dweller. The Hyperdrive Punch It. You know, Hyperdrive, when Han says, punch it. You know, that's what they're talking about. So the hyper Hyperdrive Punch It. And Jabba Juice, the Mugan Tea, the Terran Tea, and the Cantina Mix. I mean, consider for just a moment the, you know, the popularity of this cantina and what it's going to be. A lot like the level of, I don't know, Trader Sam's Gras Grotto over at the Polynesian Village Resort. Most of the time at Trader Sam's, there's always an extended wait to sit inside of the grotto. It's almost never available sometimes. Now, you do have the option of sitting outside and ordering drinks. So I'm guessing that the very same thing is going to be true for Ogus Cantina. Everybody is going to want to sit inside and enjoy their drinks. But outside seating, I'm pretty sure, is also going to be available. But, but still plan to wait for an extended time for both. Just because there's outside seating doesn't mean it's always going to be available either. As popular as what this area is going to be. Interesting story real quick. So the last time Nicole and I were at Walt Disney World uh, back in December, and we did the weekends uh, weekend with our uh, friends Jen and David, and Nicole and I had a suggestion for them, hey, why don't we go over to Trader Sam's and have a drink? Now, Jen and David, they're locals. Uh, they're down in Tampa, literally an hour away, and neither one of them had ever been to Trader Sam's. <laughs> Both of me and Nicole like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Never seen the inside of it or anything. Took him over there. We had a, had a drink. Um, I didn't have anything. I was the uh, you know, DD, the designated driver, but they had a drink. And we did show them inside of the grotto as well, and they thought it was just super cool. We want to go back with them, actually sit inside and enjoy a drink. But uh, we were shocked that they'd never been to the grotto before. And so when it comes to this cantina, you're going to see a lot of the same probably interactive elements that you do see uh, technology wise at uh, Trader Sam's. And it's going to be immersive. It's going to be fantastic. And a lot of fantastic drinks, the way they look and the, the, the names of them are just very unique, like Trader Sam's. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. I, I literally cannot wait for this. I just cannot wait. I'm going to have to wait <laughs> still. Still. Anyway. Um, all right. So we talk drinks. Let's talk food. I love food. You know this. A lot of you love the food at Walt Disney World. But what's the food going to be like at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? Over at Docking Bay 7, Food and Cargo. That is where you're going to find Chef Strono Cookie Tugs. And he is going to be serving up his culinary specials. Now, the menu that he used they say is inspired from the time he spent working for Max Katana on Takodana, the planet Takodana, I guess. 
Taco Donna. So, <laughs> I just love these special words and trying to figure out how to pronounce them. <laughs> Let's talk entrees at Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo. You've got the braised shack roast featuring pot roast with uh, some pasta, some kale, and some mushrooms. Mm. Fried Indorian Tip Yip. It's a chicken dish with roasted vegetables, mashed, and herb gravy. Sounds good. The Felucian Garden Spread. It's a pleasant, plant-based, kefta meatball dish with herb hummus and tomato cucumber relish with pita bread. I cannot read these to you guys because I'm going to get so hungry. I'm just going to go through the names. I'm getting so hungry looking at these pictures and describing it to you. Sounds so good. So good. All right. Next one. The Ithorian Garden Loaf. It's a meatloaf. We'll leave it at that. The Smoked Kadu Ribs. I got to talk about ribs. I'm just going to go against what I just said. Featuring smoked country sticky pork ribs with blueberry corn muffins and a cabbage saw. Yum. Right? <laughs> oh, goodness. So good. All right. The oven roasted burra fish. Obviously fish. Oven roasted tip yip. That's the roasted chicken with uh, mixed greens. A little bit different than the other one I talked about. The yob shrimp noodle salad is another one. Sounds good and looks good, too. For dessert, you can try this. Try the raspberry cream puff with passion fruit mousse or chocolate cake with white chocolate mousse and coffee custard. I'm not a big desserts guy, but at Walt Disney World, I, I take that into exception. I try desserts while I'm there. Definitely. Now, for the little ones. I mean, all of these entrees are a lot for the adults. What about the little ones? Well, young travelers, you can dine on fried chicken with macaroni and cheese or chilled shrimp with vegetables and rice noodle salads. I hope kids like shrimp. (laughs) Most of them do. It's a finger food. Kids love finger foods. All right. So, another place you can go and eat. Uh, I consider this this may be quick service. I don't know specifically. Over at Ronto Roasters, where you will find a pod racing engine serving as a barbecue pit for some mouthwatering meats served in wraps and sandwiches. A former smelter droid is at the controls of the barbecue pit, and he's not too happy to be there, but that's okay. The menu items are going to include the Milurun juice, the turkey jerky, and a Ronto wrap, which is filled with grilled sausage and roasted pork. That meat and salt, that's me. Meat and salt, that's what it's going to (laughs) have. And then the drinks are going to include the sour sarlacc or the Tatooine sunsets. Very nice. Now, throughout all this, I haven't mentioned one thing. I haven't mentioned anything about milk. Blue milk, to be specific. So, to create the blue milk and the green milk sold at the milk stand, that's all it says, uh, Imagineers visited Lucasfilm to get an idea of how to make it. They told Disney Imagineers, you get to write the story. That's a quote. You get to write the story. So what the culinary team did, they decided to make a blue milk plant-based 
so that more guests will be able to enjoy it. They don't describe what's in it. They don't tell us what's in it in any of the uh, information they put out. But it's plant-based, so more people can enjoy it. You don't have to worry about allergy problems with certain things that they put in drinks. That's a very thoughtful thing for Disney Imagineers to do. Thank you for that. All right. Also, another vendor, Cat Saka's Kettle, will be offering Outpost Mix, a sweet, savory, spicy popcorn snack. Okay, so... <laughs> You all know I love Walt Disney World popcorn. I I love the different flavors. I love Main Street popcorn. I love it all. It doesn't say what is in this popcorn, but since I love popcorn so much, I'm going to have to try it. I can already tell I'm going to be spending a lot of money inside of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge just to try food and drink alone. And I haven't gotten to the other parts. The other part, merchandise. Merchandising, merchandising, as Mel Brooks said in uh, Spaceballs. Remember that? Merchandising, merchandising. Yeah. Where the real money from the movie was made. Well, the real money from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is going to be in food and merchandise. No doubt about it. You're going to pay for a lot. So you're first going to have the Droid Depot. It's going to let you grab droid parts off of a conveyor belt, and you're going to be able to build your own customized droid. It's either going to be an R-series droid, or it's going to be a BB-series unit. Now, the droid... This is really cool. This is so cool. I'm going to have to do this. The droids themselves are going to be able to interact with some of the elements in the land and also respond to guest behaviors. Whoa. That is cool. And then chips and other accessories can be added to customize the droids even more. That's amazing. Interactive with the area. That's a droid worth paying for. That's the droid you're looking for, right? Yes. Yes. There's also going to be a story for pre-built droids, including a talkative C-3PO and a Rex that serves as a Bluetooth speaker. That's pretty cool. Love that. Then you've got Savi's Workshop. Going to give you the opportunity to build your very own lightsaber. I don't think it's going to be like it is now at Tatooine Traders. I don't think it's going to be like that because that's a mess. That is an absolute mess to deal with. You're going to go through a guided tour. Then you've got four different options that you can select from. The Peace Justice, which is modeled after the Jedi from the Republic era. The Power Control lightsaber, which is a nod to the Sith. And then you have the Elemental elemental Nature, harnessing air, earth, fire, and water. And Defense, which is shrouded in mystery. (laughs) So, a different way to build your very own lightsaber and... I just don't think it'll be like Tatooine Traders. It'll be, I think, a little more controlled. Kids get a little crazy in that area. Right there at Star Tours. You go into the shop, Tatooine Traders. Gosh, I don't walk over there. Kids love it, though. They absolutely love it. Now, if you want something mysterious, something rare, maybe nobody else has, head over to Doc Ondar's Den of Antiques. There you're going to find Jedi and Sith artifacts like holocrons and lightsabers. 
An animatronic doc will be at his desk barking orders to his assistants and checking his inventory. But from the looks of it, a lot of these items that they're going to have at this store are really, really great for collectors. I see one of the old Jedi textbooks from the last Star Wars film. I see head statues of some of the former Jedi Masters. I see a coffee cup. (laughs) Sold. I love my Disney World coffee cups. Love them. It seems like we get a coffee cup every time we go. We don't get them at Walt Disney World. We usually go to the Disney outlets, right? They're over by Disney Springs. Get them at a reduced price. The last one I got, it's got like a college mug. I love it. But a mug from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, that's got the, looks like the Republic or uh, Resistance logo on it. But it looks very vintage, uh, very mysterious, very rare. Love this. Absolutely. Wow. Cool. <laughs> and uh, then you've got Creature Stall. You're going to find uh, all sorts of, you know, Porgs, Tauntauns, Ranthars. Uh, sorry, Rathars, not an N. Uh, wampas, stuff like that. Stuffed animals. Uh, plush toys is what you're going to find. So, Creature Stalls, where do you need to go for those? At the Toy Darian Toy Maker, they will sell artisan-style plush characters, wood and tin toys, and also instruments as well, if you're looking for some of those. And these are for the smaller kids to enjoy, or all you collectors. You ain't going to be a small kid to get this stuff. Now, this next place really sounds cool, the next couple at least. Next one is called Resistance Supply. They're going to offer pins, hats, badges, and other items to kind of make you blend in with the resistance. And then if you don't want to be part of the resistance, you can pledge your loyalty to the First Order by picking up hats, pins, badges, ships over at First Order Cargo. Looks fantastic. The one I'm really excited about, though, which, <laughs> if you want to immerse yourself in the world of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge as a character yourself, this is probably the place that you're going to want to go. If you're going to be staying at the Star Wars Hotel, when, I don't know, because they haven't released a date as to when it's going to be opening. We don't know. But this is the type of stuff that you're going to want to wear while you stay there, or even while you're in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I even want to wear this. If you want to shop for Halloween costume-like you know, clothing for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Parade, you're going to want to go to the store if you want to be part of the Star Wars world and dress up for this because it's called Black Spire Outfitters. It's going to feature clothing to help guests create their own galactic style. If you want to walk into Black Spire Outfitters and come out looking like a Jedi or a Sith or Rey or some other character, or creating your own Star Wars character, this is going to be the store that you're going to want to do it in. It's probably going to be pricey. I'm not going to lie to you. Probably very pricey. But the the costumes look fantastic. Now, think about this. All of this merchandise that I've talked about, all of the merchandise for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, it has all been created especially 
for that land, you're not going to find. And don't look for regular standard Star Wars logo products. Everything is going to be themed towards Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And then they also talked about the Disney Parks, uh, the Disney Play Disney Parks app. Thank you. That is going to bring Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to life. There's going to be interactive adventures and experiences. You will be able to engage in the new land by you know, translating galactic languages. Stuff that may be inside of a crate, a container. You'll be able to accomplish tasks as you walk through the area. Some of the areas work with the app and even interact with antenna arrays, door panels, drinking fountains, droids, media screens, and ships. Immersive, the most immersive area in Walt Disney World or Disneyland. Now, right now, again, for Walt Disney World, there has been no official opening date announced for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. We're looking at June 1st for Disneyland. That's what they're saying. That's what the, I guess, rumor is. But we don't know what's going to happen over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. They also showed some of the cast member outfits that cast members are going to be wearing for this. And these outfits that cast members are going to be wearing, you'll definitely be able to pick them out of the crowd. No doubt about that. They have that Star Wars look, these past two episodes type of look. We're not talking clothes from the 1970s or the 80s. Very modern looking Star Wars clothing for cast members. And also the name badges, very distinct from other Walt Disney World uh, name badges. They don't look the same. Uh, The shape is pretty much identical, but uh, just the way it is themed, the way the writing is, uh, different stuff on it, it's just, you can tell a difference. I've actually got a Star Wars name tag that a friend of mine picked up back when they had Star Wars weekends. I cannot remember who picked that up for me. I want to thank that person again, but I cannot remember. Of course, I'm going to be breaking out my Star Wars name tag to put on my lanyard when I go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. No doubt about that in my mind. I mean, the real question for me and and Nicole is, you know, when are we going to get to experience Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? Originally, we had planned to do this for opening. We were going to drive down there for the opening and I was going to camp out as long as I needed to to be as close to the front of the line so that we could get the attractions done or maybe just one attraction done and experience some stuff. And, well, we're getting married now so we kind of want to do that first before we do Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and that's perfectly fine with me. No doubt about that. Um... We've got a lot of wedding planning to do, and uh, Nicole has to go pick out wedding venues and, and different stuff like that, you know. So we're putting off Star Wars Galaxy's Edge until after we get married, which is looking like probably either the fall or the winter of 2020. And that's okay with me. That's fine. I'm not going to ruin it for myself, though, by watching YouTube videos and stuff like that. I'm going to try and avoid them as much as possible because when I when I walk into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge I want it to be a first time experience not comparing it to what I saw on YouTube I don't want that I want that full effect of 
this is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So that's what we're going to end up doing, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I wish I could get a hold of the opening day merchandise because you know it's going to be it's going to be amazing. It's going to be fantastic. Pins, shirts, hats, all kinds of stuff for opening day. If there's any way possible that I can get my hands on some opening day merchandise, if any of you are going to be there for opening day at Walt Disney World, at Disney's Hollywood Studios for Galaxy's Edge, and you're going for merchandise, let me know. I will send you money. (laughs) I will send you money to get some opening day merchandise. Telling you, (laughs) I want it so badly. So that's a lot of great information when it comes to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Stuff that we have really been waiting for. Because here we are, 2019, both of these lands are opening. Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and we just haven't gotten all that much. This clears up a lot, but then we still have so many other questions as well. And I'm thinking we will find out more of the answers to those questions at the upcoming D23 Expo in Anaheim, California, coming up in August. First day of the Expo starts on my birthday. And I went, oh! (laughs) I told Nicole that the other night. I told her, I was like, do you know when the Expo starts on uh, the summer? She's like, when? I said, on my birthday. She's like, oh, Bob! (laughs) I was like, yeah, I know, I know. We were going to go. But things change. Hey, we're getting married. That's okay. So, all right, we do have some other things that we need to talk about. So, beginning today, right now, well, okay, as of yesterday, about 2 p.m. Eastern Time, Sorcerer Radio brings to you a new channel. It is called Seasons to its new lineup, as of today, alongside Sorcerer Radio 1, Sorcerer Radio 2, and, of course, Atmospheres. Now, the thing is with Seasons, um, it is going to have a rotating schedule based on the specific time of year for Disney and the Disney parks. And the new channel is going to play Disney music that's going to get you in the mood for, you know, whichever time of the year that it is. Seasons is also going to be the new home for the popular Santa and Halloween magic music, along with many other creations that we have have for you. So... Uh, It's going to be available as of today. You don't have to update the app or anything else. It's just going to pop up. It'll be available on the Sorcerer Radio iOS and Android apps. Also, the Sorcerer Radio Roku channel, as well as the Sorcerer Radio online player. Now, Seasons is going to be added to Google Home and the Echo Dots sometime this spring. Probably going to be working on it within the next couple of weeks. But we do have a broadcast schedule for you that I wanted to go over to let you know what Seasons is going to be playing. So, starting today, we start off with, from now till March the 10th, Party Gras. Kind of like Mardi Gras. Disney party music for the festive Mardi Gras week. That is what you're going to experience from today until the 10th. Then March the 11th through April the 30th will be Flower in Garden Radio. All of that music will be from Epcot. If you're a big fan of Epcot, this is going to be the time that you really want to listen to Seasons. Because you're going to hear music from Epcot. All right, then May the 1st through July the 8th, 
The show will be called Waves, and this is going to be the music that's going to get you in the summer mood. The summer vibes will get going when it comes to Waves on Seasons. Now, this next one, July the 8th through July the 21st. 21st, I, I kind of have a... I, th- I feel like I have a little bit of part in this, bringing this part of Seasons to you. Because in the month of July, I do my annual Christmas in July show. I started that here on Sorcerer Radio. been doing it every year, and it's become a pretty popular thing. Well, now from July the 8th through the July the 21st, Disney Christmas in July, Santa music playlist will be going on seasons. Very, very excited about that. Then July the 22nd through September the 15th, Waves will once again play. Then we come up to no uh, September, September 16th through November the 1st, Halloween Magic. Disney Halloween music to scare up the season and get you ready for Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party. Fun, huh? <laughs> then November the 1st through December the 30th, Santa will once again play two months of Disney Christmas music and holiday music for you guys. Fantastic. Then December the 30th through January the 2nd will be Celebration. That is the home of the Sorcerer Radio New Year's Party and will also have Disney Dance remixes. So, some people are going to be very excited about that. Now, in 2020, January 2nd through January 31st, we have not yet decided what we're going to do with that time frame. We will let you know. We've got plenty of time to figure it out. Not worried. Then you've got February 1st through February the 28th, and the show on Seasons will be called So This Is Love, soft Disney music and Disney love songs for that Valentine time of year. And then we'll go right back into Party Gras. <laughs> so that is Sorcerer Radio's Seasons, now available on the Sorcerer Radio app the Roku player, and also the online player over at srsounds.com. Fantastic stuff. Got to hear a little bit of the soft opening yesterday. I was real happy to, to listen to that. Some great music for Party Gras. After the show, turn it on, give it a listen, tell us what you think. Over in the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone on Facebook. Those are your headlines from the Walt Disney World Resorts. Here on Press Row. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. Sorcerer Radio. SRSounds.com There's nothing quite like the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. It's the place where dreams come true. Moments last a lifetime. And enchantment is around every corner. The world tells you to grow up. Here, you never have to. Walt Disney World Resort. That's the power of magic. To book your magical Walt Disney World vacation, call Storybook Destinations at 1-844-TO-STORY today or visit storybookdestinations.com. Expedition Roasters, the originators of specialty-themed coffees, invite you to take another great adventure in brewing. Our latest travels from around the world brings to you our new Private Reserve Teas. These premium whole leaf teas are crafted from the finest teas and ingredients from across the globe. Like our handcrafted coffees, each unique tea blend is inspired by a pop culture theme and features exclusive art from guest artists. 
from our bold black teas to floral white teas to a soothing herbal tea. We have a tea to fit your mood. And to start you off on this journey, we're offering 15% off our teas with code T15 through February 28th. That's TEA15. So visit expeditionroasters.com for a new way to brew your happy place. Do you have a Disney-related business or product and would like help getting the word out? Become a sponsor of Sorcerer Radio today. For more information, please contact our business office via email at sponsors at srsounds.com. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. Yeah, man. <laughs> you think Calypso music is hot? You wait till you taste the pepper on this one. Ico, Ico brings us to the end of our show. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Now, if you need to get in contact with me, send me an email. Send it to DW60 at SRSounds.com. You can contact me on Twitter at DW underscore 60. You can send a message to the DW60 Press Row Facebook page, or you can contact me in the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone. You want to hear DW60 in its entirety? Listen every single Friday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, with a replay at 7 p.m. Eastern over at SRSounds.com. This is Jeff Davis, DW60's Press Row Podcast. Have a magical day. No, my was and your was. Hi, this is Sorcerer, thanking you, the listeners, for your continued support of Sorcerer Radio, a station committed to bringing the best Disney programming in keeping with Walt Disney's vision, a station where children and parents can have fun listening together and also transporting you back to that favorite place that you all love so much, Walt Disney World. Thanks again for listening. Have a magical day.